Welcome to the second mini episode of Perspective. In this, a spec of episode, Fiona Neville, or Free to Be Fee on Instagram, is going to chat about health and wellness as a college student. Fiona, thank you for joining me today. I feel like I'm always learning something from you or like picking up little healthy habits or just like a reminder to be gracious, which is always amazing. So I can't wait for you to share your wisdom today. So without further ado, Fiona, what is your perspective on health and wellness? Thank you so much, Chloe. I'm so excited to be recording this with you. I love every episode of Perspective that I've gone to listen to. And I'm so excited to share my two cents on health and wellness. So I would say my health and wellness journey definitely took off my sophomore year of high school. I had decided to go vegetarian and I just fell down a total rabbit hole of health books and learning all I could about food, fitness. I was really just diving right in. And so my mom's one condition with me going vegetarian was that I would have to cook my plant-based meals. So I went on for a while trying out recipes and I just fell in love with cooking, which prompted me to start a food Instagram, which I called free, not free to be feet, eating with fee at the time. And I would share all these photos of smoothies and recipes. Um, And that was kind of that for a little while. But then as I went through high school, I actually had two close friends of mine really start struggling with their relationship with food. And it kind of caused me to pause and consider, you know, what could be the root causes of that. So totally new rabbit hole of learning all about diet culture, social norms, how women deal with them, how men deal with them. And then that kind of spurred me to look at health and wellness beyond this lens of just physical health and really like what components go into a healthy and fulfilled life. So then I started reading about mindfulness, meditating. I listened to probably every Oprah Super Soul podcast episode. Um, And I just started to fall in love with learning about health and well-being and trying to implement it into my own life. And then during the pandemic, I had started really sharing more about what I was learning on the Instagram account I had created in high school, but I changed its name to Free to Be Fee because it really started to encapsulate this wide vision of what health can be. And that at its core, I think health begins to be this privilege Um, that just enables us to be really deeply present. So that's kind of been the shift of my journey through learning about health and ultimately becoming this definition I have today of just this sense of freedom that allows for presence and connection in my life. Amazing. How has it been like sharing everything on Instagram? Because I feel like with that, there's like an accountability, I guess. Um, So how has that like shaped the way, or I guess shaped your wellness journey? Totally. Well, I remember one of the first posts I made that shifted away from this just like tunnel vision on health and like really kind of like maybe even my own disordered version of health was 
I was having a bowl of Lucky Charms and my dad had just cracked this joke of like, oh, like normally you are telling us about Red Dye 40 and now you're having Lucky Charms. And he (laughs) meant nothing by it, but I was so taken off my high horse that I took a photo of the Lucky Charms through the same aesthetic filter on it and posted on my Instagram account, which was still eating with B at the time and said, you know, like there's room for Lucky Charms and a healthy life. And that was just such a shift. And so I would kind of even like in high school have people like if I was eating a cookie sort of like be like, oh, like you have cookies. And I was so taken off guard by it that it really started to push me to try to share a little bit more of the full picture on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then I think in college, sometimes it gets a little bit scary. Like the vulnerability hangover is so real because I might share something about going out or, um, I don't know, friendship or whatever it is. And then I almost get worried that people are going to think I, I perceive myself as having it all figured out. And so someone will come up to me at a party and say, Oh, I love your wellness Instagram. And it almost feels like I'm like being put, I feel like a deer in headlights. I'm like, Oh no, they're seeing me at a party. Like, is, can this like, can this coexist? So yeah, it's definitely been interesting, but it does serve as a nice opener for when I see people that follow free to be fear, or see it and ask about it. It kind of has always allowed me to get into slightly deeper conversations, which I love. Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like with a lot of creators, they get like put in this box. Like for example, like Margot Lee, like she was like a college influencer for so long. Mm -hmm. And when she graduated college, she kind of had this like, oh my God, like identity crisis. Who am I? Like, I'm not a college student anymore. And it's just interesting that people like see it only as one thing, but I think a way to deter people from thinking that way is, yeah, like you said, just posting more of like what's actually reflected in your life, whether that be like the not so healthy choices every once in a while um, and like letting that coexist in the same space. Totally. And what I continue to realize is like we're so trained to share the highlights on Instagram. And I think we all are aware that it's curated. Even if you're trying, even if you're sharing a photo of yourself crying, like you're still choosing to share it. It's not just like how it's authentically happening in that moment. But I do think it can be, it can break down a lot of stereotypes to kind of try to share those moments as authentically as possible um if that kind of makes sense and just like trying to break down those boxes even of like oh like I made a mistake in my life and normally I'm so hard on myself when I make mistakes but today I had this positive intrusive thought afterwards of oh I'm being really nice to myself I'm proud of that and sometimes when I catch that thought just as it's passing through my mind I'll try to share in that moment And it captures this, I'm definitely not perfect, but I'm really happy that I'm able to accept that and even celebrate the imperfection that brought me that realization rather than trying to like show myself walking to the library or whatever and make myself feel like I have things more together. Mm. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And shifting gears a little bit, I also want to talk about how you just ran a half marathon. 
I like was cheering you on as you were posting about that. How was that experience and like how did that impact like I guess how you view like working out or have you ever done like long distance running like that? Um, just kind of, I guess, what was your perspective on it for lack of a better term? <laughs> totally. Um, so I have loved running probably since middle school. It was always something my dad and I would do together. And we had this little loop back home that we would run. And then in high school, I ended up joining the cross country team and we all joked that we just basically were trauma bonded over our runs and workouts. But I truly have been able to lean on running as a tool for mindfulness and spiritual health more than anything. And so as I was approaching junior year, something I did sophomore year that I really enjoyed was set tangible but reach goals. And so the half marathon was one of my reaches for junior year in the sense that it was definitely the hardest thing I had done related to distance running and felt pretty uncomfortable. So throughout this semester, I had been training, running a lot, and it was also just good because it almost deciding to do something like a half marathon forced me to budget running into my life because if I didn't train, I was not going to be able to do it. Um, and I also had the privilege of running with my friend Kaylin in honor of her sister, Natalie. So it was a really special privilege in my mind to be able to run this race in her name and honor. So I, yeah, took a lot of, um, training running and I honestly still kind of under trained for it. So the actual day of the race was a total, um, I left that one up to God a little bit, but I got through it and was on the PCH. So I just, I remember starting off the race and I almost started crying because I just felt so grateful and present. And I like thought back to, it's always been a goal of mine to run a half marathon. And I thought back to like the high school version of myself who would have just been so shocked and proud of me running so that like really got me through kind of thinking of like how I was able to make younger versions of myself proud. And then like, I just spent the whole race trying really hard to be so present and enjoy it because I feel like sometimes when you're in the moment, finally reaching that goal, it's easy to just like, be like, Oh, like I just need to get through, especially like marathons can be painful. So I'm like, Oh, I need to finish this. But I like try to really enjoy the whole two, two and a half hour race because I knew uh, after that I'd probably be setting my sights on a new horizon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like being in a moment that you've like thought of for so long mm-hmm. and achieving a goal that you've thought about for like so long of your life. Um, yeah, I feel like it can almost be like definitely bittersweet, obviously. But you say that you like were staying present throughout the race. Like did you, or I guess, did you run alongside your friend that was doing it as well? So, so unfortunately, my friend got the stomach bug the night before. Oh, no. So I ended up doing it alone as well, which was very intimidating. Um, she mm-hmm. came and cheered me on, which was just such a trooper. But I actually just met three girls before the race and they were like, you can run with us. And so I ended up kind of pacing with them following this pace group um 
But one thing that running has always lent itself to me is sort of just, it's such a meditation. So I would, if like my legs were hurting or if whatever was making it the most difficult, I would try to tune into my breath and cross country. We always had this phrase, change the channel. So like if your body's hurting, let your mind carry you. If your mind's feeling negative, let your body carry you. And so I would rotate between like, okay, I can just take a few more steps or envisioning myself letting like my heart lead the run. Um, and so I, I've found that physical exertion ends up really helping me tap into my spiritual practices because um, they're the things that can literally keep me going when my body feels like it doesn't want to take another step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I feel like mindset is everything. And I feel like your Instagram free to be fee is also just like the best reminder. Cause I'll be like aimlessly scrolling, whatever, procrastinating, whatever assignment I'm procrastinating that week. Yeah. And it'll just be like a little picture or something about like gratitude or meditation. And it just like reminds me that like, I don't know, it just like brings me back down to earth and like more present, I guess. So yeah. Very helpful. I appreciate those Instagram posts. <laughs> no, they're always, I always end up sharing when I need it, which makes it so comforting when friends also resonate with it, if that makes sense. Like, I think I can only share because I'm right there with you. And then it's nice to have the little community of all of us just remembering things pass and to like be present, even sometimes in the hard things. Yes. And definitely as a college student, I feel like that reminder is so important because I don't know college is so interesting because like everyone's on their own schedule and I've really noticed that recently um and like the clubs that they're involved in like everyone's just running from one thing to the next and I don't know people always say it's like the best four years of your life so sometimes I'm like have to stop and just be like okay like it's time to enjoy it as well and not just like (laughs) go through the motions I suppose Totally. Well, then there's also this pressure of, oh, it's the best four years of your life. And sometimes it, it doesn't feel like that, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. There's some down. That's a great moment. So that's okay. And I think, like, of course, we have that net positive, And USC is such a great place to be a college student. And then it can also be this difficult place because you're surrounded by people who are so talented and versatile. And I know for me, it feels like so fast sometimes. And that's where I think I used to have this fear. Like if I slow down, the whole world is going to pass me by. But what I have been learning and what I try to share is that like, when I slow down, sometimes I'm making room for myself to find those opportunities on the timing that's meant for me. And that was something one of my friends who graduated last year really taught me, Claire. She, I was interviewing her for a class here, um, English 174. It was about emotional intelligence. It's a gen ed B if anyone needs that. But um, she was talking about how she spent her freshman year abroad in Rome and how the cadence in Italy is so much slower and how she brought that pace back to USC. And I just thought that was such a great point of like, there's a rhythm to all of our lives. And as we're on our own schedules and kind of running around and 
trying to chase opportunities like the ambitious people we are, it's also important to remember the timing of our own lives and how that can differ from other people's, but that that doesn't mean ours is right or that theirs is wrong. It's just that they're really different. Mm -hmm. Yes, I definitely needed like that little pep talk like earlier this semester just because with like internships too like when you see people getting interviews and like you're not or like even with college admissions like when my friends were getting into colleges and I wasn't yet or like I just hadn't heard back yet you just kind of like it's so easy to compare and I feel like using like the metaphor of like cadence is a really good way to like not solve it but I just, I guess, just like remind yourself that everyone's at a different stage in life and it's okay. We'll all end up at the same place. <laughs> yes. I so agree. Okay. Well, I think that that brings us to the end of our little mini episode today. So I just want to thank you, Fiona, so much. I'm always, like I said earlier, inspired by your perspective on things. Um, You're really just a curious person. And so it's really fun to watch you learn and learn the things that you're absorbing recently. Um, So yeah, just thank you, Fiona, for coming on and sharing. Um, As always, don't forget to follow SpecMagUSC on Instagram to updates about this podcast as well as the magazine but more importantly follow free to be fee on instagram just to have those awesome daily reminders of gratitude and the different things that fiona's bringing up so thank you fiona i really appreciate it thank you so much for having me chloe